The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, well, welcome back. Uh, my name is May Elliott, and this is day three of our five-day series on the five hindrances. Um, so for those who struggle being present during meditation, I found that studying the five hindrances is really an essential practice for understanding uh, why it is that we're losing presence. You know, what is it exactly that's clouding the mind and inhibiting our, our ability to show up? Um, and what's often the case is that one of the five hindrances is present. Um, the mind gets stirred up in thought that the root desire, ill will, um, restlessness, or doubt might be fueling the thinking mind. Or maybe we're just so sleepy and foggy that we just can't be present. And then maybe sloth and torpor are clouding the mind. So today we'll be focusing on sloth and torpor, um, also known as sleepiness. So in the meditation, we'll, we'll play around with the classic antidote to sleepiness, uh, which is cultivating energy. So to begin, uh, please find your meditation posture. And to, uh, to bring forth energy in the practice, it can be really helpful to have an upright posture. Uh, sometimes if we're really cozy and comfortable and maybe leaning back um, on the back of a chair or in a couch, it's really easy to get sleepier. Um, that's a prime re recipe for falling asleep. So um, see if you can find an upright posture that's both alert and relaxed. And starting with a few deep breaths. And this signal for the body to land and show up. So we'll take a little time to um, to connect with with the present moment uh, by making contact with our primary anchor. So maybe that's the breath. Maybe it's a global sense of the body posture sitting. Maybe it's the soundscape. Just take some time to land in your body with your sense gates, seeing what it's like to be here.
having connected to a felt sense of the present moment. Let's take stock of the energy in the body, kind of doing an energy inventory. So you might just check to see whether the energy is high or whether it's low or somewhere in between. On one end of the spectrum, we have uh, very energetic, maybe excited, high energy. And on the other end, low, heavy, tired energy, falling asleep energy. So what's the energy like in your body and mind right now? Sometimes we might find that the body is alert, but the mind is sluggish. Or sometimes the other way around, where the mind is sluggish or dull, but the body is somewhat awake. There's energy in the body. So we're just exploring to see what we find. So during the meditation, I'll offer some antidotes to sleepiness, uh, to sloth and torpor. Um, but even if your energy is high or well-regulated, even if you're not tired during this meditation, you might still just play around with some of the um, energy practices that I'm offering, um, just so that you get a body memory of how to do this. So to begin, one of our classic antidotes to sleepiness is uh, just to sit up straighter. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the meditation, if you find the mind getting too sluggish, just bring a little bit more energy into the posture. A little bit more space between the bones of the spine. A little more lift in the back of the neck. And that can bring in a little more energy. Another way to do this is by opening the eyes. Rather than meditating with the eyes closed, let some light in. And it's fine if you want to change your posture or close your eyes again. We're just trying these on a little bit here. You don't need to do each thing for the entire meditation. And we won't do these next ones now, but it can also be helpful to stand up. If you're really falling asleep, you can stand up. Um, and that's actually fine to do during the meditation now if you'd like. Um, 
Others that we won't do include uh, splashing cold water on the face um, or going for a brisk walk. These are energizers for our practice. You also might try cooling down the body if you're feeling sleepy, taking off the sweatshirt or opening a window. So if you'd like to try that, you can see how that impacts energy in the body. And you don't need to. You don't want to create too much movement. So these are all physical ways that we can change the energy in our practice. Going forward, I'll offer some, some options that keep you still and seated in your meditation, things you can do with your eyes closed in your typical meditation posture. And for this, you might bring to mind something that inspires you about practice. This is a reflection. Often that which inspires us brings forth energy. So what brings forth energy for you? Maybe it's the final goal of liberation, of freedom from suffering the deep wish to be free. Or maybe there's a wish to be in service in the world, living by the bodhisattva vow, to save all beings from suffering. Or maybe to be kinder to your family or to be less anxious at work. All of these are valid reasons for practice. So taking a moment to connect uh, with what inspires you to practice? What's your motivation? So can you feel the way that this reflection brings a little bit more oomph to the practice? A little more effort. Oh yeah, there's a reason that I'm sitting here doing this.
No reason to bring the effort in. Another way to bring forth energy in our practice is to increase the curiosity, bringing bringing forth this factor of investigation. So if we can become curious, that can really increase, um, increase the energy here, increase the effort. So you might get curious about noticing the exact moment the breath turns from an inhale to an exhale, and from an exhale to an inhale. You could be curious about the shape the breath takes. Maybe it billows at the beginning and then gets small at the end. Maybe it's a thin, narrow, short breath. Maybe it's smooth and even for the entire inhale. Or choppy and staccato. What's the shape and texture of the breath?
Is the inhale longer than the exhale or the other way around? So this practice of cultivating curiosity, which brings forth energy, can be done at any of the sense doors. We can do it with a felt sense of the breath, how we just did, or we can feel any other part of the body, 
that brings forth interest for us. We can do it with a soundscape. Maybe sensing into the nearest sounds. Maybe sounds from one's own body. The sound of the breath. Maybe sounds from digestion in the belly or sounds in the room. And what are the faraway sounds? Bird calls, water, city sounds. Can you catch each one? So now for a little creativity and playfulness, we can use the imagination to increase curiosity. So you might imagine for a moment that you are inhabiting a body that's not your own. Maybe Maybe you're an alien that was sent from space and you are inhabiting a human suit to wear for the day. So this is not something you'll find in the suttas. Um, but we can employ our imagination to, um, to bring forth curiosity in our practice. So uh, maybe this is your first time on Earth. 
and you're responsible for really getting to know what it's like to be in a human body. So can you explore the present moment from that place? Your first time being human. What's it like to have senses? What's it like to feel? So you can take the last few minutes of the meditation exploring in this way or doing whatever other practice is supportive for you for cultivating curiosity.
May the beneficial energy of our time together benefit all beings so they may be happy, healthy, safe, and free from suffering. <laughs>